This is episode seven of the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. In this podcast, I'll read a chapter from my best-selling book, Discover Your Inspiration. I'll read the chapter entitled, Diet is a Four-Letter Word, which will give you inspiration to live your life to the fullest. You'll hear how emotions are connected to overeating. Learn how dieting takes up a lot of space and time with really poor results. Learn how changing your behavior, feelings, and thoughts lead to transformation. And as always, we'll come away with a doable that will get you started. Let's get going. This is the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast, and I'm Kim McLaughlin, your host. I'm a licensed therapist, an inspirational speaker, coach, and best-selling author. I help people feed their soul by putting food in its proper place as nourishment and develop functional skills and ways to nurture themselves without using food. Today, we have something really different that I'm going to do And I'm excited to share with you a chapter from my book, Discover Your Inspiration, 19 Real Stories by Real People to Inspire and Ignite Your Soul. If you have the book, it's on page 53. It's my chapter of this book. We have 19 people who have written chapters on various times in their lives and ideas that help you feel more inspired. If you're interested in getting the book, if you don't have it, you can go um, look on the show notes. I'll have a link to purchase the book if you're interested. My chapter is diet is a four letter word, which I talk about a lot about dieting and not dieting actually in my podcast. But this chapter is my story. And it was really scary for me when I When I wrote this chapter, it was my first time writing in a book and I felt scared sharing my personal story. I was scared that somebody might be offended, who, who, anybody who is part of my life and there's no blame in the story. It's just a factual story of what happened for me around food. And what I hope by reading this chapter for you is that you feel inspired to maybe write your personal story in your journal so you can have more understanding about what's happened for you. Also, I hope through hearing my story, you hear some ways that you might be able to handle what's going on for you around food and emotions and thoughts and behavior. So it's really an inspirational moment for me to give this to you, and I hope you enjoy it. Diet is a four-letter word. In spite of the fact that 90 to 95% of all diets fail, you tend to blame yourself, not the diet. Isn't it ironic that with a massive failure rate for dieting, we don't blame the process of dieting? This was written by Evelyn Triboli and Elise Reich in the book Intuitive Eating. Pictures do not lie. You can literally see it on my face. There was a dramatic change in how I looked from one grade to the next. I had definitely gained weight. How could this have happened in such a short period of time? I remember my obsession with food starting then too. The constant thought about what I would eat. The worry that I might not get enough. 
wondering when I could get more, sneaking food when no one was looking. Mom asking, do you really want more? I heard this as criticism. Do you really need more? The answer I told myself was, yes, I need more. I didn't verbalize this because then I would be telling the truth. This was my secret. It wasn't a well-kept secret since the overeating showed up on my body, in the size of my clothes and on my face. Food was my comfort and security. It felt good in a world that was out of my control. My parents divorced when I was eight years old. My mom, brother, and I moved from our home in Southern California to an apartment in Northern California, Silicon Valley. There wasn't any anger or yelling in my parents' house, just a quiet ending of a marriage and a family unit. I began to manage my feelings by overeating. Feelings of sorrow, loneliness, worry, fear, and sadness subsided for a while with food. Like so many overweight children, I was teased about my weight. I remember to this day some of what was said to me and about me. It was horrible to be called names, to be judged based on the size of my body. It was demoralizing and shaming to have to hide food, to sneak it, to be afraid if someone saw me eating. But I figured if I hid what I was eating and ate when no one was looking, maybe I could avoid the truth that my heavier body was telling me. In my early teens, I began what would be years of dieting. My mom was concerned about her weight, and she dieted too, so she invited me to join her on a high-protein diet. I agreed, and thus began my dieting journey. I still recall my first diet plate, consisting of a burger, no bun, a scoop of cottage cheese, and some chunks of pineapple. To this day, I associate cottage cheese with dieting, and I don't eat it. Dieting, losing weight, overeating, and then gaining back the weight became the pattern I engaged in for years and years. There wasn't a moment of peace with my body, peace with food, or peace with my weight. Actually, I didn't know that peace with my body was even possible. In college, I began starving myself and overexercising. I remember my college roommate and I dragging ourselves to a dorm mate's room, begging him for food. We were caught in a diet, binge, shame cycle that I would continue for years. Unlike many people I have spoken to, I have not been on every diet imaginable. However, I have tried Weight Watchers many times, low-carb diet, liquid diet, packaged food diet, and starvation diet. I even tried being a vegetarian after I read that you can lose weight by not eating meat. I trained for and ran a marathon thinking it would help me lose weight. Through all of the years and methods, there has never been a diet that allowed me to lose weight and maintain the loss. I don't think I ever cheesed any of my weight loss goals on any diets I have tried. That feels sad to say, but it points to my conclusion that diets don't work. I wonder now why I kept at it for so many years. I remember an Oprah story where she lost a significant amount of weight, only to start gaining it back the moment she revealed the weight loss. That's me, even though I never met a weight goal. I can temporarily release weight, but then I gain it all back and then some. Shouldn't that have shown me that diets don't work? Instead, I bought into the cultural message that if I was not at the perfect weight, I needed to be dieting. If I wasn't at the right weight, I was taught to hate how I looked and tried to change my weight. I have learned that dieting doesn't work for me. It makes me obsess about food. 
obsess about my weight, and obsess about how my body looks. Dieting took up a lot of time and energy, and I still felt unhappy and unsatisfied. When I was losing weight, I felt excited. My happiness was contingent on the number on the scale. I needed to lose enough weight to feel happy. Losing a quarter of a pound was not enough, even though it was something. There came a time when I was tired of the dieting, tired of my constant obsession with food, and tired of focusing on my weight. I realized that dieting did not work for me. I was done. It was a simple moment when a small voice inside of me said, I'm done with dieting. I was done feeling scared of food, a simple yet profound message. I discovered there was a different way to live. This involved changing my behavior, understanding the emotions behind my overeating, managing my thoughts, checking in with my body, and refusing to be upset about my weight. I simply stopped dieting, ate food that nourished my body, and engaged in healthy movement. First, I changed my behavior. I ditched the diet food that felt restricting. I no longer buy foods that symbolize dieting to me. I found that diet food varies by individuals, and I decide for myself what feels restricting. Now that I look at food for nourishment rather than for emotional fulfillment, I ask myself, will this food give me the energy to do the things I need to do? If the answer is yes, then I eat it. Secondly, I looked at my emotions. I found that it's my emotions, more often than not, that lead me to overeat. These emotions are tricky to figure out. I think it's important to notice the feelings first, then acknowledge them. For example, eating once you get home from work when you're feeling lonely or bored and not being able to stop, this is called emotional eating. Next, I paid attention to my thoughts. What am I telling myself? What derogatory things am I saying to myself? I find that these negative thoughts take me down a road that leads me to overeat. The more positive I am, the less food bugs me and the less I want to overeat. Lastly, I examine my ideas about my body. The worse I feel about my body, the more I overeat. It's a cultural phenomenon to feel bad about our bodies because magazines, television, and movies tell us how we should look. Most of us simply cannot meet these standards for a lot of different reasons. Now that I've stopped dieting, I eat in a way that satisfies my physical hunger. I focus on eating when I'm hungry and stop when I'm full. I don't need to own a scale because I'm not obsessed with my weight. I do weigh myself occasionally, but only when I'm sure I will not have negative thoughts about my body. I use my clothes and the way my body feels to measure how I'm doing. I check in with my feelings regularly to see what is going on. I notice the feelings, give them a name, and address them by using a plan to take care of myself. I focus on loving who I am now, which includes my body at its current size. I focus on positive thoughts about myself, especially my body. I believe that all seemingly negative situations in our lives can be an opportunity for improving ourselves. I can genuinely say that I'm a better person after looking at my eating issues. I am more self-confident and feel better than ever about myself. And I know that if I can do this, so can you. Take it one step at a time and I promise you will be happy with the results.
Hi, everyone. This is Kim, and my book is out. Feed Your Soul, Nourish Your Life, A Six-Step System to Peace with Food is live. I recommend you get it. It has all my six components of feeding your soul, as well as my own story. Pick it up now. You can find it on my website at feedyoursoulunlimited.com. Thanks. That chapter just brings up a lot in me about my history and what I have thought about food and dieting. And I wonder what it brings up for you to hear my story of being a kid and focusing on weight and dieting for for so, so many years. And I want you to think about using our doable as a way to have a similar reflection for yourself. As you all know, on my podcast, I invite you at the end to have a doable. And that means something that you're going to do based on what you've learned or what we focused on in the podcast. Today, I wonder if your doable is about what inspires you about your life and how you've made different inroads in your life and, and maybe made a change just like I talked about with food and with ending dieting. But check in with yourself and see what parts of your history you might want to write about. I love the idea of journaling. I think that's one of the best self-care tools that we have is journaling about what's going on. But I encourage you to journal about what inspired you from your history and what made a difference and made a change for you. I would love for you to send me a note, email me, and let me know what you thought about. I love hearing people's stories and what they learn and come up with because that inspires me. What When you tell me your story, it inspires me to tell you more of my story. And I got to say, as or as I said in the beginning of this podcast, this is a very vulnerable story for me because it's very, very personal and related to a time when I was a kid. So I encourage you to be that inspiration for yourself and to start looking at what inspires you. This is Kim McLaughlin. This is the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. I am so glad you joined us and I look forward to bringing more information to you next week. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. We come to you every Monday with fresh new ideas to help you end emotional eating and put food in its proper place as nourishment. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast and review it and let us know what you think. Thank you for joining us. Um.